Welcome again. Here we are, Accented Philosophy, and we are talking uh, today in our second part of this um, discussion of human sexuality um, and prostitution. Uh, last time we talked about prostitution and the morality, the ethics of prostitution, and this time we are going to talk about online forms of prostitution. Uh, my name is Andy. Hello, I'm Ezekiel. Welcome. Okay, uh, so we want to talk about OnlyFans uh, as an example, but we don't need to limit ourselves to OnlyFans. Uh, we can also talk about other forms of online sexuality. And last time already you said something um, about the role of bodies in our uh, perception of, of online activity, let's say, in a general way, right? That we have in Instagram and in Facebook and in all these social media, bodies play an important role, um, like it always was with uh, actors, that the appearance of someone is one of the selling points, right? Mm -hmm. And this is also true of, of YouTube channels, right? So is there is this problematic in any way that we have this uh, fixation on on bodily beauty um, or do you think that this is normal it's part of this of what this job is about um, of producing social media content what what is your idea there because you mentioned it last time yeah well i think yeah what i mentioned is the idea that maybe we see sex work differently because we have a certain view on bodies generally and if maybe we all collectively share this idea that there is something a bit sacred about our own bodies and in fact modesty exists right we are modest we wear clothes there we don't show our bodies to just anyone and so maybe there's a reason for that and we could discuss it but in general um you're right to say that we do Uh, show our bodies a bit more um, I mean obviously online uh, we, we do it all the time but um, there's less of a taboo about this which is not necessarily a bad thing obviously I think um, the problem with that comes with um, the fact that it could lead to an incentive to look a certain way and this is where um, I have a prime with it and I think we should all have a prime with it when people show their bodies as a way to simply express themselves for whatever reason that could be fine or you could say well they're not really being dignified or but i'm not gonna really talk about this this is this has to do again with our values uh, regarding what we should do uh, what our body should 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 um be used for but you may say uh that it's used often as a way to tell others this is uh, what you should look like. And when that becomes the incentive, it can lead to a lot of problems for people. And, and it's also very difficult to separate sexualized from non-sexualized content, right? It's There's a very uh, gray area there between what is really sexualized and what is not. Uh, so I'm thinking of singers, for example. You have many singers now um uh, famous you know personalities in pop music um who we all know you know display themselves in uh, very sexualized ways in order to attract 
audiences for their music. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, you know, is this still music? Is it still a cultural production? Or has it already crossed the line where the singer is just selling their body image? Um, and the body image is actually more um, relevant to the sales than the actual music. Well, obviously, if you engage in any sort of activity, I think you should be rewarded for what you produce through that activity and not because of your body, which is irrelevant. So I, I think this is misplaced, right? Then I'm not saying singers or celebrities should not show their body or try to advertise ever. But if you, their fame is based on, on something that has nothing to do with their art, I think it's it's misplaced. So, yeah, so that, that's it, it is an argument often to show one's body and um i think we should as a society question ourselves about you know why is it an argument why do we want to see bodies online why is it interesting to us and i'm including myself because you know i'm i'm not immune to uh being curious about you know whatever um there is an appeal um of you know body and sexuality in general that we all share and the prime comes when others try to make money out of this natural tendency that we all have which is not necessarily our best trait right so yeah yeah but but you could know you can uh it it is not as clear i think as you as you present it now that this is not a good thing because for example, the whole acting profession is based on this, right? So many, um, the, the the overwhelming majority of young actors are good-looking people. You don't have young actors who look, you know, badly. Uh, there, there, there are some for character roles. Uh, you need, you know, occasionally one who looks mm-hmm. like a criminal. But um, uh, it, you know, to to repeat this this usual Hollywood cliche, where all the criminals look bad and all the good people look, you know, morally good people mm-hmm. look good. Um, but uh, this is what the selling point of an actor is, among other things. Things, you know they have to look good if you, you can question if uh, let's say even even highly acclaimed actors artistically if Meryl Streep for example didn't look good would she have become Meryl Streep right I mean you you have somebody whose art is of course important uh, Meryl Streep is a great actress but at the same time she also looks good and this is part of their appeal right you wouldn't like to watch out of Africa with an actress who looks you know like my grandmother so you want to you know, there is a very difficult thing happening there where we somehow conflate the the appearance with the value of the cultural production, but, but part of the value of the cultural production is actually the appearance. Yeah, I agree. You should not, ideally, we should not do that. We should not judge people based on anything else than their talent or what they can do. Um but so, why should we not? Now you introduce a moral imperative there. Why should we not judge Meryl Streep on how she looks? I mean, we can say that she's beautiful and we can, you know, praise her for that. There's nothing wrong with this. I don't think she should get an Oscar for this because an Oscar is for good acting, not for being beautiful. And then you marry you. Well, she was only able to act this way because she was beautiful. But I don't. I still don't think we should reward the beauty. We should reward the acting. 
And so things should just be rewarded for what they are. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we should not appreciate people's beauty. And then you can also have the argument that um, ugliness doesn't exist, that everyone's beautiful. And this is a little bit the argument of the body positive movement, you know, uh, this idea that everyone's perfect and that uh, we really, uh, all bodies are good body and, and that kind of thing, which is a little different because it comes as a reaction of people being marginalized for the way they look and um, discriminated against and discriminated against. And so that is, yeah, I don't know if you uh, want to talk about this, but generally I think, I don't know if there's such a thing as beautiful and ugly, to be honest, but um, I think it's okay to be attracted to beauty or what you find beautiful but I still think you should reward people according to um, what is appropriate and relevant uh, in the moment, not just the physical appearance. Unless they're a model or their job is merely to look good, right? But that's because that's relevant. Yeah, right. So it it becomes very difficult because there, there are all these gray areas you mentioned now and uh, I don't see how you can possibly sort this out, especially with the reward. Um, if you say the reward is something like an Oscar, you know, is some kind of official reward that you get from some institution for your work. Of course, this should not be based on how you look. But on the other hand, uh, reward can be directly attention. And you cannot force people to direct their attention towards something that does not attract their attention. So if I watch a YouTube video of somebody whom I think looks good and one other million people think this person looks good and therefore we want to watch their video, then the reward is already implicit in this. The reward is my watching because from this watching they get, you know, uh, views trans translate directly into money and this is the reward, right? So you cannot separate the reward from the attraction in this case the attraction itself directly translates into a reward yeah. a financial reward yeah, so then and and you cannot tell me that i should be forced morally to watch you know five videos of people i don't like for everyone alike because uh, this would be morally correct i i don't care about that right i want to watch the people that i find attractive so is it even possible to make this statement you know everybody is attractive if obviously, you know, some people attract more viewers than other people. Although uh, we need to separate something uh, there. I mean, the metaphysical claim that everybody is perfect is, is something different from the claim that, in fact, some people attract more views than others. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone's attractive or everyone's good looking or beautiful. I'm not making this claim, but I'm not the judge of that. So I can't, I can't really say what makes one beautiful, obviously. But... Um, I think if you get views, if you're, you know, you have your YouTube channel uh, that is about, uh, I don't know, cooking. If you get views because you're beautiful and not because of your cooking, I think that's problematic. I think I'd, I would feel bad personally if I got views for that reason and not for my cooking. You know, if all my feedback was, oh, you look really great um, and nothing about the food, I would, I would be upset because I would feel like it's an inappropriate kind of reward and i think women get that maybe more than men in general 
because women are often in situations where they feel they're being um, used for the way they look and not really for their actual skills. That's that's maybe more common for them. Yeah. Are they used or are they rewarded? I mean, this is a this is a subtle perception of this difference in perception of what's happening there. For example, I tend to watch gardening channels because I like gardening. And now some of these gardening channels are presented by uh, men, some are presented by women, some are presented by uh, very good looking women. Um, and these have the highest views. And you can say that here is somebody who has a sense of business, you know, and is marketing the same content. I mean, these are still gardening channels and they provide, you know, important gardening information. But if I have the choice between watching one that is presented by a person who does not attract me versus watching one uh, presented by a person who does attract me, obviously I prefer to watch the second one because this has the additional attraction and the same gardening content. From the view of the creator, you can say they are not doing anything bad. They are not being used. They voluntarily put out this content and they use me. They use, you know, their good looks in order to attract me to their content. Yeah. So, Uh, is there anything bad happening to the creator? Am I, am I, you know, somehow violating their uh, dignity or anything because I like to watch them because they look good in addition to providing me with the tips on how to grow the spinach? Okay, so a few things. It's funny you said I would obviously look at the one that's most attractive because I, I really don't think that's obvious. I would not obviously go to the one that's the most attractive. Like, it's really not something I consider in my uh and my uh thoughts you know processes um so maybe it has to do with men and women i don't know but and then the thing is you're not doing anything wrong i by looking at someone because you think they're attractive but i think you potentially contribute to some form of discrimination against people who are not that attractive and the problem here is it has nothing to do with talent or anything they can do Being beautiful or not is not a matter of choice. Of course, you can, you know, wear makeup or your hair may look nice or you have a good skincare routine or whatever. There's something you can do to improve the way you look. But ultimately, you look a certain way and this is just the way it is. So I don't think people should, should be rewarded um, according to things that they have not chosen. And they also should not face discrimination according to things that they're just a victim of that are complete contingent facts about themselves. So this is where it's problematic to me. Yeah, but now this this really impacts my free choice then, right? You you can say, <laughs> and I know we're drifting away from our topic, but perhaps this is a good topic for, <laughs> for now. Um, it's also an interesting topic, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that because this is my taste and it is my choice, and I don't see that... Um, you know, you or the, the moral regulatory authority could um, prescribe to me that I have to watch five videos I don't want to watch in order to watch the one I, that I want to watch. So it's the same with, you know, you could say about ice cream, you know, there, there's chocolate ice cream and there's strawberry ice cream and I happen to not like the strawberry, I like the chocolate. And so I'm discriminating against the strawberry. So now you could say all these strawberry ice cream makers should not be discriminated against. Please eat, you know, one strawberry for one chocolate and I can say no I'm you know I'm a consumer I can consume whatever I like 
And if the mm. strawberry ice cream is not attractive enough, then this is a problem of the creator. The, the creator of this ice cream should either, you know, switch to making chocolate or if they cannot do it because of some reason, they should perhaps find a totally different job. But I cannot be forced to consume a product that I don't want just no. because of issues of um, uh, justice, right? And, and the and same for YouTube channels. If I if I like to watch a, a, a well, good-looking, you know, for my tasters, gardener, who is there to tell me that I should watch the one I don't find attractive just because of discrimination issues? I don't think you should be forced. Uh, I don't think there should be someone saying, okay, you've reached your quota of good-looking people on YouTube, now you should watch a bunch of ugly people on YouTube, and then you're, this is justice. You know, I don't think it works this way. But also, the argument with the ice cream, the ice cream is improvable. You can, it's, a, it's up to you to make a better ice cream. It's up to the maker when the not good looking person cannot really do anything about that. So this is where I have an issue. But anyway, um, you may think something. You, you, you could say they could do something different, right? They, they don't need to have a YouTube channel. I mean, if you have no presence on camera and if you don't look pleasant to other people, uh, then perhaps you should just go and find another job than making want, YouTube videos, right? I don't think you want to live in this kind of world where people are being kind of like encouraged to leave uh, their, you know, the internet because they don't look good enough you know like i don't think this is what we want to do that would that sounds terrible. aren't we doing it in all professions i mean you are also encouraged to leave professional are, sports if you cannot run fast enough no, nobody would yeah, say we have to we have to have olympics you know for people who cannot run just to give them a chance uh the olympics are for people who can run and if you cannot run go find another job and if you yeah, don't like numbers you know you don't become a mathematician so where, where is the problem because the mere purpose of the Olympics is to, you know, be an athlete. The mere purpose of a mathematician is to do math. If you have a YouTube channel about gardening, the purpose, the mere purpose of that is to know how to garden. It has nothing to do with being beautiful. So it's an extra feature that has nothing to do with what you're doing or your job. And we do that in society, right? We judge people according to what they look like. And I don't think we should. Like that's actual discrimination because then it leads to what you judge people according to their races and blah blah blah. So it's, it's the same thing. So I, I I don't think this is an impulse. It's an impulse that people have, but we should try to control that and, and not make decisions according to this. Actually, judge people for what they can do. Um, and again, you can say that what I'm saying, say we should not do this, and still don't want to live in a world where people are forced to watch certain people on YouTube, obviously. Um, but I think you you may want to promote a certain tendency, or at least not encourage uh, some tendencies that are not necessarily as noble as as others, uh, without coercion without saying you must watch people you find unattractive on youtube you know there's a difference here right okay but there's nothing wrong with finding someone attractive obviously and there's also nothing wrong in wanting to look good and also showing that to the world i don't think there's anything wrong with that i just think we should judge people according to what they can do and what is relevant uh and and not what they look like obviously yeah okay but often what they can do is to look good, right? I mean, this is the the problem we originally identified yeah. because we started with with sex work, which which brings us a little bit back to the topic. Um, obviously, also for um, for a sex worker, um, the appearance is part of the job, right? I mean, you 
you want to mm -hmm. uh, have this work done by somebody that you find attractive rather than somebody you find unattractive. I mean, there's no yeah. point in sex work if the performer of this service does not appear uh, attractive to the client, right? So there, yes. there is there are cases where this and the same can perhaps be said of of Meryl Streep or of actors, you know, that um, being attractive is an important part of the job if you're going to sell a love movie. You, nobody wants to see a love movie where they cannot identify with a person on screen because the love interest isn't just not attractive, right? But I think there's an argument here to say, I mean, I agree that this is the case, but you could say, well, we, we should change things and we should actually show actors that look differently. And this is what we're doing with race uh, already. We're trying, you know, diversity is meant to show people uh, who are part of minority groups. I say minority groups. It always feels weird because we live in Hong Kong and we're the minority group. But um, so, you know, uh, in the West, show them that you know they can be represented and they can uh, be played by uh, good-looking actors and have interesting roles and be interesting characters. And we should do the same uh, in general. You know, uh, you could say we need to. And some TV shows that I watch uh, have portrayed people, main characters who don't particularly look good according to the standards of modern society. And I think it's a good thing to show that you know normal people live lives that are worth showing on TV. And uh, and yeah, we, it's also freeing, especially for women, because there is obviously this strong incentive to look a certain way for women. And I think we could all benefit from getting uh, rid of that a little bit. Yeah, of course, of course, we we would like this to not be the case, but the question is whether it's likely or whether it's even possible, you know, to get rid yeah. of that. Um, I think it's happening. I think it honestly is happening with the body positive movement, with people trying to uh, do art that is as close as reality as possible uh, to reality as possible. You know, people are, things are changing and I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm not sure how much they're changing because at the basis of it is still the individual's sense of attraction to another person, right? And this cannot be changed only by providing, you know, some kind of intellectual argument that it should change. Um, my spontaneous reaction to a particular person and whether I think they look good or not is not necessarily a rational thing, right? It's not a matter of... No, no, of, that is not. That's uh, and not so I saying. cannot influence that. I can, I can, you know, applaud the body positive movement, but still I will be more attracted by somebody who is, uh, according to my built-in preconceptions, you know, for me, attractive, um, which is different for everybody, but, you know, my personal standards of attractiveness yeah. are still there, even if I intellectually applaud a body positive movement. I cannot change the fact that I feel more attracted to somebody perhaps who who belongs to the mainstream um, ideal of attractiveness rather than to somebody whom I know I should be attracted to, but actually I am not. So this is a very interesting question, I think. And in a way you're right, but I think there's an argument um, that would say the fact that you're attracted to certain a certain kind of people is actually ingrained in some internalized uh, discrimination against other types of people, right? It's like saying, um, you know, I only date this kind of, you know, I only date very tall men, 
you know, things like that. So maybe that's because I have, you know, internalized kind of aversion for short men because typically they're not represented as particularly attractive by society, you know, and I'm um, the victim of these standards that have been imposed, um, you know, by society's norms. And maybe I should do something about that. I should at least question it. I should ask myself this question. Am I really not attracted uh, to these kind of people? Or is it because I've been told I should not because it looks bad on me? It's all about yourself, right? I think at the end of the day, we also feel like we, let's say when it comes to dating, we, we may want to date someone who we think looks beautiful because it looks good on us, you know? Like it's, it, it says something about ourselves and our own value. And I don't think it's a really good thing. I think we, I think everyone, um, you know, is beautiful in, in a way. And I think it should be something we, we pay less attention to. But I'm not saying it doesn't matter at all. I'm just saying. Yeah, but there, there's the- also this other side of the argument, just to, to mention it briefly. Um, I don't know how popular it is. I, I guess that it is not entirely in line with uh, our modern views of what we should be thinking. But there is obviously a biological uh, argument uh, that could be made. I'm not sure how much it is mm-hmm. true, but um, conceivably, you know, there, there would be a biological argument for uh, yeah. a traditional good looks, that they are a sign of health, that we are pre-programmed yeah. to like, you know, beautiful bodies rather than unbeautiful ones in an in an objective way, uh, and a way that really excludes uh, body positive um, uh, people who are not uh biologically you know let's say symmetrical or with good skin or which have these yeah. properties which are biological markers of health uh, or recreational potential you know or protective potential in men you know a tall man might be a better protector than a short man and so there might be some biological basis for um preferring the one over the other um so is there i mean does this yeah. biological yeah. aspect not, is this not important at all? Or should we be allowed to consider that this is one one possibility that makes some I people... It might play a role. It might definitely play a role. Some people have argued this is why women tend to favor very muscular men or men tend to favor women with an hourglass figure, for example. Um, and uh, so that could be true for evolutionary reasons because we're animals at the end of the day, but we're not also, we're also rational animals. And I think we should rise above that, even if this is true. And I think we are capable as a species to think about things differently and see the value of people, um, irrespective of what they look like and what our natural tendencies tell us uh, we should favor. So yeah, there's a difference between something that moves us naturally and what we then choose to do. Because we are moved by a lot of passions and impulses naturally that are very bad and that we control every day. And I think that could be one of them. And then I'm not saying we should not have physical preferences. I think it's perfectly fine to think some people may be more attractive than others. Uh, maybe you like redheads or maybe, you know, you, you may like uh, any kind of people. And But I don't think we should discriminate against people on principle because they don't belong to that category we happen to favor. And also because this category might simply be the result of you being influenced by society's norms. 
Right. So, of course, we should never discriminate. So, this yeah. is another, another point, right? I mean, this should not lead to discrimination in the no, sense but I mean, that in our, these in people have different rights or something. But sometimes it's it's uh, impossible to avoid the actual discrimination because you have this connection between preferences, you know, that, that translate directly into benefits. So, like with advertising views, right? You, you have somebody who looks good, he attracts lots of views, and because he attracts lots of views, he attracts a lot of advertising revenue and then you cannot really there, there is no no point at which you can uh, separate the discrimination that is effectively then happening from the preferences which you should be free to have right yeah this um, makes it very difficult it does it does and by discrimination i didn't mean obviously treat them differently in life obviously they have the same rights as everybody and stuff but when we choose them, when it comes to when you're watching a video or or dating, and I think also maybe we could have eventually this conversation about you know dating apps and what they've done to us as a society, uh, because this is a place where you merely judge people on what they look like. Um, right, I, I think this would be very interesting. I feel a little yeah. bad doing it because I've never in my life um, you know used one, so I am. Uh, the wrong person but but we can uh, we can actually perhaps get a guest uh, who is actually using some right and no i i have used them yeah you have used them okay perhaps also from another perspective we could try to get a male guest who perfectly competent to talk about this yeah okay great so uh let's finish here for the moment so we didn't give you what was promised originally on the tin but um no, i will change the, the tin so uh, I no, the radio. <laughs> right exactly so we we gave you something else which was hopefully equally interesting and then next mm -hmm. time we will talk about only fans and the problems of yes. online um, prostitution exactly so thank you and goodbye see you next time thank you See you next week. Bye-bye.